we have something for you. Some piece of advice, some piece of software or some um, market or network connection or some way that we can try to help you be a better public company. Questions at all around your public listing or to help with your trading or best practices or disclosure or compliance, there's a full dedicated team here across Canada. It's a platform where they can take ownership of the platform, download their investor presentations, and really control what they're uh, sending out to capital markets. Welcome to the Exchange Feed podcast series. This is your host, Tanya Roundtree, Global Head of Client Success at TMX Group. And joining us in today's podcast discussion are a few of the heads of the company services program. We are really fortunate to have them gathered from across the country to share some of their best practices and insights that they've learned and gained from their interactions with companies listed on Toronto Stock Exchange and TSX Venture Exchange. So joining us from Vancouver is Arnie Galstein. Hello, Arnie. Hi, Tanya. Thank you. Great to see you. Representing Calgary, Alberta is Burke Suman. Welcome, Burke. Tanya, thanks for having us. And last but certainly not least, Steve Mills, who's based here in Toronto. So this is a little bit unusual uh, in the sense that we're turning the microphone on ourselves. And I'm really excited about today's podcast. And it's sad, but it's true. And it does pain me to say this, but some of our clients actually don't know uh, that our team exists and are actually unaware of some of the support um, that our team can provide. So perhaps that's the best place to begin. And I thought maybe we could start by just explaining uh, the role of a company services head. And Arnie, why don't we begin with your perspective? Thanks, Tanya. The role really starts before listing. And it's the whole idea around the company services head is to help companies be more successful at being public companies. And that process starts way before the day you start trading. True. Um, and I do want to talk about the GA program a bit in, in terms of that. And we coach companies on a lot of different things on a regular basis from investor relations to governance to trading, understanding what's going on in the trading environment in Canada, or how to do your disclosure properly so that you stay on on the good side of good. And that's pretty much pre and post listing everything that we do and, and why we do it. There's a lot of components to that, but that's the whole premise of the idea. Excellent. And I should just say for people that are dialing in and listening today who don't know what the GA program is called, it's an acronym that we use for a company services program called the Growth Accelerator Program. And as Arnie Arnie mentioned, um, it encompasses a lot of education and topics that, you know, from listening to our clients, we've learned that others can benefit from. So as Arnie said, whether it's governance, whether it's trading, whether it's investor relations, um, there's a whole bunch of programs that we now are, are delivering delivering um, across the country and in some cases around the globe, because certainly our clients are not just here in Canada. They're, they might call Canada home, but they operate and uh, and have employees all over the world. And it doesn't just stop there. There's a number of, other than the coaching program, there's a number of other tools that we also have from hard data, our TSX Info Suite, um, continue education through our learning academy programs, um, market opens, market closes, um, celebrations for that. If you're, if you're listing with the company, then, you know, come to Toronto or Vancouver or Calgary and open the market live, uh, or close the market, depending on what, it, how the timing works. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a number of other things that, that are going on that we support. 
you know, Steve, I, I, I look to you and think about, you know, the 100-year anniversary for RBC that we did back in July um, that you spearheaded and did such a great uh, job with an important key stakeholder and client. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about how uh, you feel about being able to be a part of those key milestones and, and uh, how that intersects with the role that you play. RBC was really interesting, was really fun, where we, we had the opportunity to highlight their 100 years of being listed on the TSX, where we had their executive team in, and, and uh, they had a chance to meet with our CEO and our senior management team, and really just to profile, obviously, one of the biggest, if not the biggest company in Canada um, as being a long-term TSX issuer. So, yeah, great event. Yeah, fun to be a part of. I think back to one of my favorites uh, in Halifax for Clearwater Seafoods, and we got to be a part of uh, a market open ceremony there with all their employees and and the founder of the business, and uh, including a hundred and ten pound lobster. So I mean, they they really are amazing. Not good um, to eat though at hundred. No, 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 not edible, <laughs> not edible, but certainly pretty to look at. Uh, so there are those moments where we, we have we're in a unique position. I mean, obviously to celebrate alongside our clients, but um, to give them, you know, as both you and Arnie have said, that support along the way to understand what it means on that first day of trading or to understand how things are different when you graduate from venture to TSX and what the subtle nuance differences are, how to approach your shareholders and attract uh, institutional investors if you've had a predominantly retail base. So there's so many ways that that we uh, intersect with clients, but certainly that's one of the fun aspects of our, our role is to be a part of celebrating their successes. Um, you know, Burke, I'm just thinking about uh, a recent event that was held out in Calgary. And, and certainly it's, it's key for each of us in our given markets and across the country and around the world to be supporting um, our clients through conference engagement, whether that's a retail focused conference or an institutional conference, but really getting in front of clients and helping them to attract capital and tell their stories in in sometimes new and, and different ways. And, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about uh, the Schachter Energy Conference. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tanya. So, yeah, we uh, sponsored the Schachter Energy Conference uh, for the first time. It's the second year that uh, Joseph Schachter, who's a BNN figure, uh, is on TV a lot, um, this was uh, putting together this conference. And uh, we had 26 oil and gas issuers that uh, were presenting at the conference and they had booths there. Uh, the conference attracted about 400 uh, retail investors. Um, so it was a fantastic event to have a TMX uh, booth set up at the conference. Um, right at the conference there uh, from our booth, we, uh, we did our C-suite um, interviews, which uh, for those of you that don't know, um, interviews with uh, key CEOs of our publicly listed companies. Um, and we're doing that live at the conference. So I think we had about 16 CEOs that participated in those videos. And what we do uh, to you know, bring a spotlight on these issuers is... Um, once the video is done, um, we'll use our partner decision to press release the video and then provide it to the issuer so they could use it as marketing collateral um, you know, when they're marketing um, and on their website. So we had great so feedback. It's so important that you mentioned that, right? Because content is content, but Absolutely. without distribution, it's, it's tough to get into the hands of the right investors or the right viewers. And Decision's a great partner for that, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. So great feedback from the conference. And it's something that uh, we're looking to expand on um, in 2020, looking at different conferences across the country in terms of how we could uh, help our issuers um, access capital and get their story out. Uh, but before that, um, before I start going about Schachter, um, the, uh, the market open that you're talking about uh, at Clearwater, we're doing something very similar with uh, TSX Venture Listed Company next week, actually, in, in Calgary. So this is YSS, their retail cannabis um, story. 
out of Calgary. And uh, they just opened up one of their first uh, flagship retail locations uh, in Woodbine in Calgary. So we're actually doing a market open um, at their location, which I believe is the first um, Western Canadian retail market open that anyone's doing. Uh, so yeah, to your point on Clearwater, uh, some really interesting ways to shine the spotlight on, on our issuers. Yeah, it's, it's such a fun way to do it and, and to be able to be in their space and their environment rather than, uh, you know, only being Toronto-centric. I think I think about the opens that we've been able to do in Israel and in California and in Calgary and, and around uh, the and globe. And Colorado. And Colorado. Um, yeah, the ability to really get out um, and and be with our clients in their, in their domain, I think, is such an important thing. And, and on that kind of brings me, just from a conference perspective, um, to one again where we went across the pond. And, and Steve, you were um, just supporting and leading really the charge on a cannabis, speaking of cannabis, Burke, uh, a cannabis conference in London. And maybe you can tell us a bit about why uh, TMX played such a critical role in uh, in that conference and tell us a little bit about uh, what that meant for our clients. So thanks, Tanya. Yeah, this was, uh, this was a really, really fun one. I, I think it's been a few years in the making for us here at the TMX to fully get behind doing a uh, full-on cannabis conference in partnership with one of the major banks. And really great feedback from the issuers that we had there. We had about nine issuers uh, take part where they had 11 to 12 one-on-one meetings with European institutional investors that were looking to maybe take a little bit of a dip their toe into the cannabis space. So for us being the leaders globally in the cannabis space, um, it was a good opportunity to put those Canadian companies at the forefront for European institutional investors. Yeah, breaking new ground. I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things that we're hearing from our clients. It's not good enough anymore, right, to just be thinking about North America and and leaving Europe out of the mix. The, the reality is shareholders are global, and and we're trying to create opportunities to get to get our clients in front of those global investors. I'm just thinking about a new program that we've uh, partnered with, with International Deal Gateway, right? The ability to meet with family office investors in Dubai and Hong Kong, um, all over the world. So these things are increasingly important. Arnie, I know you and I just attended a silver and gold show just a little while ago in California. Um, Wanted to just talk a little bit about some of the things that we're also trying to do to help Outside of the conference, I'm thinking specifically about the way that we try to give our clients some support in terms of who key investors are in a region. Uh, Maybe you can talk a little bit about what you were able to do for your clients who were attending the show prior to even getting there. How are we supporting them um, at the exchange? Well, exactly. You know, one of the pieces of feedback that we get from our issuers on a regular basis is, you know, thanks for the logo or, or whatever piece of small, maybe digital marketing uh, content we produce for them, but can you help me meet investors? And so what I did is I went into uh, a number of our databases and I looked at all of the issuers that were attending this particular show in San Francisco and then sourced that against all of the institutional investors that we knew that were in California that had been buying into that particular peer group, not just um, a sector, but within that group of investor companies that were attending the show and sent out a note and said, while you're in California, just so you know, these are the nine or 11 or 13, I can't remember the number, uh, institutional investors who have positions in your companies within the last six months who have been quote unquote buying in. 
into the into the market. Um, lots of really good feedback on that, and that's kind of the same way. Or just to turn the subject a little bit, yeah. it's kind of the same reason we do the did the first Venture Fifty conference in Kelowna. Mm-hmm. Is yep. how do I get more investors in front of me in a mm-hmm. meaningful way? Yeah. Maybe while you're on the topic, you can talk a little bit about Venture 50. So the Venture 50 program is really quite interesting. We take the top performing companies across the venture universe every year, break them down into five different sectors, and then rank each or the top 10 in each of those five sectors according to share price appreciation, uh, capitalization appreciation, and also trading volume. And those are really the, the top performing and, and the, the highest uh, quality companies, perhaps, on the venture every year. So we partnered with Capital Event Management this year, and we kind of did a reverse takeover on their venture, on their uh, Kelowna conference that they do every year, the Okanagan Investment Conference. And we rebranded that as the Venture 50 Conference. And so we invited exclusively Venture 50 winners from the current and previous years. And I think we had about 40 mm-hmm. some odd companies, yeah. I can't remember the exact number, come up to Kelowna. And it was an entire day of one-on-one meetings and each company had 18 to 20 one-on-one meetings with institutional family office high net worth investors Um, it was fantastically successful and and all of the participants were very happy in fact we had some investors stepping out of the conference room in between meetings to put in buy orders for particular companies that they'd met with yeah really really good point and I mean the program's been around for a while 10 years yeah so so it's nice to see us evolve a little bit and recognize that there was more that could be done and I know I've already fielded a question or two about wait a minute how do I become a venture 50 company right so we're we're starting to see um, some venture issuers out in the universe um, taking note of just how much recognition these companies have been getting and and certainly they're important obviously um, but all of our companies are right and it's hard to play favorites well it's true and you know yeah. I get a lot of questions from venture issuers specifically mm-hmm. about along that theme how do I become a venture 50 company but I, I turn it a little bit and I say well I'm sure at some point in time you'd like to become a TSX listed company yeah and quite often the answer is well yes and so the answer falls back to if you want to be a TSX listed company start walking and talking like one And look at your investor relations program, look at your governance, look at your disclosure, um, look at the timeframes that you're using and and all the various different ways that you act as a public company that signal to institutional and sophisticated investors, what kind of a company am I and and what can they expect? Mm -hmm. And so that it's a good segue into the growth accelerator program discussion and, and the things that we coach or yeah. our whole team really yeah. coaches issuers on is how to be a better public company. And that's yeah. the whole idea of the program. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Venture 50 has been such a success for, and recognition, not only for our fastest growing venture companies, but even for those that end up graduating to your point, Arnie, mm-hmm. uh, up to the main board where e- even this year where we, w- we went into an area that was completely new for us and, and looking to recognize not only those venture companies that grow, but also our best TSX issuers, where we got into a whole TSX 30 program this year mm-hmm. uh, to recognize our fastest growing companies over the last three years. And similarly, these companies that 
aren't traditionally in a, a large cap index, um, but have phenomenal stories, have great growth, and was really a good opportunity for us to highlight and recognize some of those um, names that maybe not everybody's heard of, but uh, mm-hmm. but we wanted to put forward and get out there a little bit more. And, and I think um, just going back to Arnie's point about it being a nice segue for our growth accelerator program, I actually think Venture 50 is also a really nice segue into the fact that we do care deeply and strongly about supporting every venture issuer. And so one of the new developments that uh, we've been, you know, talking to clients about this year and are really passionate about is the matrix um, program and giving uh, profile and visibility um, to each and every one of our venture companies uh, with our new platform for matrix. So um, I don't know if any of you want to highlight or jump in on, on any success stories that you've had. Tanya, I could touch on the matrix. Sure. So for those of you that know, don't know, it is a platform for venture listed companies. Um, essentially doubling the IR website um, or mirroring the IR website mm-hmm. that a venture company would have on their own website. So it's a platform where they could take ownership of the platform, download their investor presentations, and really control what they're uh, sending out to um, the capital markets and the street. Yeah, sure. re- really good example uh, for one of my clients. And, and I guess in this case, it was uh, Medifarm that was kind of came on board for the matrix side, like really nice way for them to... Um, upload their own content, get videos uh, on there of their own production, and really kind of provide us with the feedback on what needs to improve. I was thinking, you know, you all have such interesting stories about things that you've encountered, obviously keeping confidentiality. What do you think the le- or the most underutilized tool or support that we have available um, that clients just aren't, aren't tapping us for? What do, you, what do you think stands out in your mind that you wish people knew that we could provide that they're just not even aware of? Once an issuer has the chance to sit down and use the InfoSuite tool that is included with their listing, which provides Mm -hmm. them with so much valuable data around who's buying and selling their stock over all the different platforms in Canada. They can look at their dark pool trading. They can add on anonymous trading. They can look at their short positions. They can look at VWAPs. There's such a huge amount of valuable information in there that you know, I would encourage any issuer that, that hasn't had a chance to use it, or if you're signed up and you haven't used it, definitely reach out to, to any of us here. Um, there's so much intelligence around mm. uh, what that tool can provide. So normally when I have the opportunity to go through that with issuers, they're normally like, wow, I never realized yep. I can track all this stuff and mm-hmm. I can see that aspect. And, and you know, we had an issue where I was working with one of the major banks, just as a small little story where they were really concerned about their short positions because they had the largest short positions in Canada um, in their sector. And the board was worried and they were upset around this. And, and then when you actually look at the additional information that InfoSuite provided around their short interest ratio and how many days it would take to cover the short position was actually the lowest in their sector. It's just that their volume was so much higher mm-hmm. and it completely changed the message to the board where it was a negative Mm-hmm. conversation where it's actually quite positive because they're actually in a really good position, but they weren't aware. So it was actually really nice to um, go through that and make sure that they were they're aware of what's available, the information that's available to them. Yeah, that's great. And I just want to make a, a point about the fact that mm-hmm. um, we've expanded our team this year and we've got some specialists that have come on board who've been incredible to work with. And I know they do demos all the time, right, as you guys do. Um, but if you're tied up in, in sessions with clients, we've definitely got specialists who can help to walk through InfoSuite demos and, 
and uh, show the benefits of the, of the program. I agree. I think it's so powerful and, and not many people um, really take advantage and leverage what comes with their listing. Yeah. You know, in regards to issuers, um, you know, what I'm going to say is if you, if you have a question about capital markets and you don't know who to turn to, call us first. Um, as Steve mentioned, you know, we have the tools um, to figure it out. And if we don't know, uh, we have the skills internally uh, to get the right person um, onto the question. Um, you know, I was talking to an issuer a couple of weeks ago about them uh, entering the TXX Composite Index and what type of uh, passive investors and ETF funds um, they could uh, look at in terms of uh, new investors. And, uh, you know, we, we have a whole team that looks at ETFs and indexes. Um, so, you know, I was able to get back to him pretty quickly in terms of what are the big ETFs that would likely, um, you know, track, track your company and uh, what are the other indices that you automatically um, get into just by joining the composite index. Um, and those are the questions that, that I like, uh, you know, those surprise mm -hmm. questions on any given yeah. day um, in terms of um, market structure, market stuff, structure yeah. and capital markets. Yeah. You know, and, I know we often help too around um, helping issuers understand rebalance dates. Right. And, and why, why is their stock doing what it's doing? And it's helpful to have the perspective and the insights that this team has in understanding those, those shifts, right? Which if you're new to it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily understand. Already anything to add? Where to start? Oh yeah, I'm sure you've got a thousand. You know, riffing off of Steve, um, TSX InfoSuite is a, is a crucial tool, but when yeah. you add the GA program learning around understanding your trading, the market mechanics, and then the market motivations. It's, it's those two together are really great. Um, quite often we'll get calls from CEOs or CFOs of publicly listed companies, their clients or well, so their, sorry, their investors have been purchasing on the market with their stock. And then they go off and they go to whatever platform and, and they're trying to understand how they're trading executed in in the uh, in the market if we can help the com people at the companies understand this better then they're mm -hmm. more prepared to deal with answering those particular questions but i think and this is a good segue into the the studio that we're spinning up in vancouver yeah. um we do a c-suite video interview series that is fantastic and it's basically you take five or seven questions that when wound together and edited artfully into a into a nice video become you know a three to a five minute elevator pitch for a company and then the issuer can take that and embed it into into uh, emails and messages on their website on tmx matrix yeah. if they're on venture and we don't charge for this um, another yeah. one of those things yeah we don't charge for and it's such and then our partner Cision blasts it out to mm -hmm. their entire network and so, like you were saying earlier, content's great, but if you don't have distribution, yeah. then you're just screaming into the wind. I think it's important too to to know for for clients that we're coming to them too, right? Like we're we're conducting as Burke just did in Alberta, we're conducting C-suite interviews on site at conferences. You know, I don't see that changing anytime soon. And and whether you know an issuer only comes to North America once or twice a year, and and they happen to be in Israel all the time marketing. Well, we're going to, we're going to be branching out and we're going to be doing those, uh, those things for our clients. And then the other thing is we're investing too. you know, I think about our broadcast center because you brought up the broadcast component. Um, it's important to note too, that we're building a brand new home, uh, for our broadcast services that our new client center will be ready, 
um, by the summer of next year, a huge undertaking, but it's going to be a state-of-the-art facility for our clients. Here in Toronto. So here in Toronto from an event facility, um, you're going to have the ability, whether it's an employee town hall or an AGM or a market open or close, um, really great facility for our clients. And, and so we're all looking forward as a team, I know, um, to being able to, uh, to bring clients into that space. And that's a great segue, Tanya, into uh, our investor days. Um, mm-hmm. you know, with support of our BD team, um, and you're talking about going to clients. I know in Calgary at the end of January, we have a tech investor day. So we have our uh, innovation, our, our head of innovation, a BD head of in- innovation, uh, Danny Lipkin, flying out to Calgary. Um, we're inviting some of our key uh, tech issuers uh, in Alberta. And, uh, you know, we're filling a room with, with our contacts in the capital markets, including brokers and institutional investors, and having a mini investor day right in Calgary. So mm-hmm. we really do reach out to, yeah. you know, our issuers, no matter where they are. Um, but with this new facility, I mean, I, I imagine we're going to have a lot of investor days right here in Toronto as well. Yeah, and, and, and certainly with the broadcast capability, hopefully the ability to do virtual as well and hybrid, right? So so really trying to maximize the support of this team for each and every client. So if you're not in a major center and you want to understand you know, how to manage a public company and the workshops are only held in a few cities, we're starting actually to move to a digitization with our education program as well. Um, so there's lots of good stuff coming from the Learning Academy uh, page of our, our site, including this podcast series. Any parting words? So if, I, so if I'll just jump in, yeah, I just want to highlight again, really excited that uh, we have the, the C-suite capabilities out west now as well. Um, you touched around the IR days. We also did the mining, LATAM IR day in Toronto last month, which was great. That was the first time we've gone in that area as well. Um, just parting thoughts. I mean, Burke, you touched upon it a little bit as well. Really, I would just say anyone listening, uh, issuers listening, you know, we're here to help. And if there's any questions you have around your listing, around capital markets, your stock's doing something funny and you don't know why, reach out to us. Like we will look for the answer. We may not have all the answers, but we will help Mm -hmm. find the answers for you. Um, Whether it's about your market making, whether it's about many other areas, take advantage of all the complimentary tools that we have through the Growth Accelerator program we've launched, through the InfoSuite tool, through our C-suite videos. Um, You know, we're we're here to help you as much as we can. Yeah, great advice. And I was just going to say, even our partners at TSX Trust, you know, as, as our clients are planning their AGM or a special meeting and, and they need some advice, you know, they've got great meeting planners, they've got good resources, and they happen to sit on the same floor as us. So we can, we can always find uh, someone to help, even if it's outside of our department, even if it's in trading or with TSX Trust. Um, you guys really are like the quarterbacks of the relationship. So um, it's, it's, it's good that people know that we're here and whether it's through our automated um, email inbox that's on our site or the automated phone number or calling each of you directly, uh, whichever uh, they prefer, we're here to help and support their business. Yeah, and just to support Steve um, on, on parting uh, remarks here, we just love solving um, questions. So um, Steve said it all. I'm not going to add add much <laughs> to it. But um, Arnie, um, one thing you were talking about, which is really interesting, is how you were um, targeting the institutional investors for that um, conference in San Francisco. And I just wanted to add that's something that our team does um, in terms of you know support services that we provide to our issuers. Um, you know, if you're on the road, if if you're marketing to anyone in these major cities, um, call us and let us know, and um, you know we could generate um, institutional ownership. 
uh, charts on, you know, who owns your peers, who doesn't own your peers, who you should be talking to. I want to thank each of you so much for your um, sharing your perspective and your stories. Uh, I've really enjoyed the time and I hope our listeners have too. Thank you. Thank you.